Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. If we want people to think critically about the purchasing decisions they make, then we as the business owners need to focus on the message and building an argument for why they need this work. So you're giving them the information you need, you're advocating for your work, and you're doing it with very specific languaging. You have, you know, you've really thought about your message because bro marketing is just a specific type of messaging. You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, episode 246. You are listening to your dream business podcast and I am your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I will share with you business, marketing and mindset tools and strategies that I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I am so excited for you to listen to this one. I've just been listening back because you know I batch and this was done a while back now, which is really odd but amazing that it's coming out now considering the episode I did last week. If you haven't listened to that one, then go back and listen. It was basically talking about why you don't want an online business. Not saying everyone doesn't want one, but just some truth. And then this was coming up, which is crazy timing because it's so good. So this is a conversation with the amazing Dr. Michelle, all about bro marketing and some of the very unpleasant tactics that people use. Now, interestingly enough, there is a time in my world where I was getting into this, where I was like, okay, that's the way we do it. And that's the way I taught it. And now I'm sure if you went back and looked at some of my earlier stuff and now, I might contradict myself. And although I don't like doing that because I like being very transparent and honest, but I've learned, I learned the difference and it took me ages 
And I spent a lot of money getting understanding of what this looks like in practice. And I've been sold to in so many different ways and heard so many different tactics. And it's it's a hard lesson to learn because it costs you money. And I think I, like I said, over time, I have now developed and changed what my message is and what I'm saying. And like I said, that might contradict some of my earlier stuff, but that's because I've learned and I understand now and I don't like it and it doesn't fit with my values. And I don't think I was strong enough in the earlier days to go, oh, this doesn't feel nice. Do I really have to say this? Or is this the way we do it? Or is this like, it feels like I'm tricking them into buying something from me, which is things like why my cart is always open now, because I am there when you are ready. Like, I love the fact that I just get, you know, wake up on a random day and I've got a new member. Like, I love that. I love that I'm there when I have, I give you the opportunity to make the decision yourself. I am not forcing you into going, you must join or otherwise you're going to miss out. So this conversation, I have to apologise a little bit because I think I just get into this point where I'm like, oh, and they do this. Oh, and they do this. And I'm like so passionate about it. Like, that's why I was listening back. I was talking, like listening to myself thinking, let her speak, Teresa. Like, what the hell? Anyway, <laughs> so she was great and I loved it and she was so refreshing and it was just so nice to hear. So yeah, I am, I'm really excited about this episode. I am not going to talk any longer. I'll link up to everything about her and how amazing she is in the show notes, but here she is. Okay. I am super excited today to welcome to the podcast, Dr. Michelle Mazer. Michelle, how are you doing? I am great. And I'm so excited to be here with you. Oh, me too. I was just saying that before we got on, I was going through her Instagram like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is going to be such a fun (laughs) conversation, but we start our podcast exactly the same way every time by getting you to introduce yourself to my audience and tell them how you got to do the thing that you do today. Ooh, that's such a good question. So I run a company called Communication Rebel, and we specialize in messaging. So I created a framework called the Three Word Rebellion, and it's really about how do you create your own start with why, your own five-second rule, and then what are the key messages you need to get people to buy into that that you can use in your marketing, your sales, your PR efforts, so that you can be radically consistent and get known for your work and create demand for your work. So that is what I'm focused on. How I got here. So this is my 10th year in business, which I'm very excited about. Congratulations. Yeah. And my background was I'm, I'm an academic by training. So I have a PhD in communication. Long story short, hated the politics of academia. Was not a good time. Decided to, I was teaching at the University of Hawaii. I moved to Seattle, where I am now. Went into market research. Realized I love research, but I didn't like being an employee. Wasn't particularly good at it. And I ended up starting this company because a friend said to me, you know, you have all of this information about communication stuck in your head. And he's like, you should be doing something with that. You should be helping people with everything you know. And I'm like, oh, he was just start a blog, start something. So my business started as a blog. I originally was a public speaking 
speaking coach because I loved speaking. Then I realized later I really did not like this professional speaking industry. Okay. Um, but that's a story for another day. Okay, <laughs> save that one for another podcast. But everything I was doing was really focused around how do you construct this keynote speech? Like, what's the core message? What's the change? How do you market this so that people actually want to hire you? And I began to realize with my clients, like, wow, my clients are using what we do together in lots of different ways. Like I'm seeing our message pop up on their website, their homepage. You know, they would do like a launch sequence around there. Yeah. <laughs> what we created. And I'm like, ooh, I see a bigger opportunity by going broader and really focusing on helping people powerfully communicate the value their business is creating. And especially for my rebels who are doing things a little bit differently, and especially for the people who don't love the current online state of business with the manipulative tactics and kind of the sleazy sales tactics as well. So that became my focus. And now I've been doing, yeah, been, I've been working with the Three Word Rebellion framework for almost five years. Amazing. And like, I feel like talking to you that like, it's like, you're going to wrap me up and go, it's safe here. It's safe. <laughs> it is. This is the online space I've been looking for. <laughs> so, you know, my background is traditionally marketing, I have a degree in it, spent 16 odd years in it now. And I came into my own business. I don't normally do an intro about myself, but it kind of uh-huh. leads on to the question. Okay. And I came into the business and I created an agency. So I had my own agency, mm. we did other people's marketing. And I, a bit like you, loved speaking. Like, yes. on that stage, seeing those people, it was amazing. And all the online experts and all the people that I went and learned from were doing that. They were being seen as the expert. And I was like, I want to be that. I want to be the person who's standing there and telling, you know, the world, I know a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. I started looking at the online world and I was like, actually, I really love this because now I'm not just working with companies who could afford me. I, you know, I've got a lot of experience. I, I was an expensive agency to go to. Yeah. And, and I wanted to work. And I loved helping small businesses. And I'm a complete over-server, like I constantly over-deliver because I see things. It's like, it's the easiest breathing thing. It's like someone comes to me, tells me about their business, and I'm like, ping, ping, ping. And my brain just wakes up and I can't help it. So I came into this online world in a really kind of like, this is brilliant. Like, what an opportunity. Because this was like six years ago when, mm-hmm. especially over in the UK, it was not as big as it is in the yeah. I would say that's still the same today. Yeah, um, I would agree with that from what I yeah. can see. Mm-hmm. You guys are ahead of us on this. And so I came into it thinking how wonderful it was. And then slowly over time, I wanted to like scrub my skin with bleach. Like, I didn't you. And then I was watching these people who didn't know anywhere near as much as I knew, weren't as kind of like, didn't care. Like they literally didn't care about their customers about their audience, about their success. And we're selling this stuff and we're more successful and still more successful than I am to this day in some instances. And I just thought, how can people not see this? How can like people not see what they're doing? And this is something that you've obviously jumped 
fully on board. So yes, can we start by just so like we I when we looked at the podcast and what we're doing, the word bro marketing came up. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? For my audience, by bro marketing. Yes. So bro marketing is the use of psychological triggers, like we think about scarcity, social proof, authority, in order to manipulate people and take away their consent so that you make a sale. So that, and you see it all the time in the online world. So it can include things like, you know, those scarcity pushes, those disappearing bonuses, the rags to riches stories, the really income-driven testimonials with like zero context around them. All of that would fall into bro marketing. But at the end of the day, it's based in manipulation and coercion with the goal of shutting down critical thinking. So you're no longer making the best purchasing decision based on what your business needs. You're making it on things like fear and fear of missing out. And, oh my gosh, this is going to be the thing that helps my business forward. This is the golden ticket. Yes. I need this. I can't be successful without this. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So this is something that I have seen like the worst of the worst. And there are some mm. like there who are Ooh. disgusting, <laughs> like literally shocking. I can't believe people are buying from them, but they seem to be very successful and they're doing all the things. Like we've seen the adverts when someone sat in their jet. I see that oh. on a lot of private jets. Oh, yes. Uh, we see them stood outside either stood outside the jet or in their car leaning against their like crazy amazing car. Yeah, some crazy, amazing holiday or like all these things. And and then we've seen like some people who are who seem pretty good, but underlying mm-hmm. there's like some stuff. Oh, yeah. My concern and my like, I think what I want to get from this interview is because I started watching this guy on YouTube called, oh, it's going to drive me crazy, I can't remember his name. It'll come to me in a bit. Oh, Contrepreneur. That's what he's called. Do you know him? Uh- no, I do not. Okay, so go check him out on YouTube. And he basically calls out entrepreneurs. And he calls out the big ones. Like, there's some pretty big names uh, in this space. And he calls them out and basically says, like, he has he has entrepreneur bingo. It's very funny. So it's like, is there a value stack? Yeah, there's a value stack. Is there oh, a gosh, yeah. bonus? Yeah, there's loads of time bonus. Like, he, is there, like, the rags to riches story? Yeah, like, you know, how, did you tick up all the bingo things? Because they said all the things. So I was watching this and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And then suddenly the fear like started to hit me in terms mm. of, oh God, how much of this do I do? And how, how do I not, it's hard. How do I not do it? But how do I still sell in this industry? Because I'm up against people who are using these tactics and sorry. And I, honestly, there's like, my head is just exploding all this stuff. I'm literally on the screen in front of me. I've got your Instagram and it's, uh, and you've put a post up and I have a story about this. Uh, that you can have a profitable course with even no audience. Absolute rubbish. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, you put on their truth, courses convert at once to 3%, you need a massive audience. And my one of my friends was watching someone fairly big doing a webinar, talking about courses, and they gave an example of so-and-so who has a list of 150 people and he launched making $30,000 in his first go. And he, of course, my friend messaged me going, oh my God, did you see this? Like, this is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but they didn't tell you like, did they have a Facebook group? Did they have an amazing podcast? Were they this thing? Like, you don't know all those things as well. So like, 
I've just literally like vomited loads of words at you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, how? How do we? How do we like stop people buying from these people? And how do we, as hopefully very genuine, real marketers who can genuinely help people sell an online product in an online world without using those tactics? Yeah. So two. Okay. So I want to pick this apart in two different ways because there's the, how do we stop buying this stuff? How do we stop falling for this stuff? And as as we were talking about my friend and podcast host, Maggie Patterson, and I have a whole podcast on this called Dupe to the Dark Side of Online Business, which is really focused into like how you as a consumer can protect yourself so that you're making sure you're doing wise investments. Because once you start seeing it, you're like, oh, I yeah. see what's happening here. Because a lot of it is very, very subtle. And, and women do it too. It's not just men. No, no, it is women. <laughs> and so I think it's, and we kind of know when it's happening in our bodies too. It's it's like, I swear, like our all of our recommendations are like, you need to slow down and critically think about your purchases. <laughs> But I think it's that just getting that awareness of like, oh, they're using scarcity or, oh, there's that rags to riches story or, oh, look at all this luxury lifestyle they're showing me and the branded photo shoots and like all of these things or the high ticket everything, like everything's high ticket this year. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) It's a meaningless term. So we can become aware in those ways. But I think the trickier question that actually has a pretty simple but not easy answer is how do we divest our own businesses from this and still make money? Because here's what you shouldn't do. I had a client recently who learned all about this and then she stripped all of it out from her business. She was like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. She's like, she took all of it out and then she stopped making sales. And I'm like, okay. So, so, Yes. And you have to do it slowly. Maybe it's like you're getting rid of a countdown timer. You're changing your about me on the sales page. But bro marketing works. So you just can't be like, wow, I'm done. (laughs) Taking it all away. I want to be like, I'm done because I, it makes me so mad. Like, but you're right. I've got people who I know who are so much like do this so much more than I do. And they are more successful. And it's really annoying. Yeah. And I see where the focus is and how how you need to change things is that if we want people to think critically about the purchasing decisions they make, then we as the business owners need to focus on the message and building an argument for why they need this work. So you're giving them the information you need, you're advocating for your work, and you're doing it with very specific languaging. You have, you know, you've really thought about your message because bro marketing is just a specific type of messaging. That's all it is. And it's so much easier because you don't have to think about how to talk about your thing. Like you can just use these swipe files and these templates and then you don't have to worry about it because the little manipulative tricks do the selling for you. But when you move away from bro marketing, it's all of a sudden like, okay, how do I make an argument for the work that I'm doing? Because I'm sure you see this too. Most of the messaging in the online space is 
terrible. Mm. It's just vagaries like more income, more money, more yeah. impact, um, build a business you'll love, um, build a scale your business without burning out. Like none of those mean anything and everybody's using them. So I don't know how to like distinguish one business owner from another when you're all talking about the same thing. And so then it's really that focus is like, how can I do this in a unique way that empathizes instead of pushes on pain points, like empathizes with my people, shows that I really understand what their struggle is, talking specifically about their struggle instead of just like, I can't get clients. It's like, yeah, okay, that's that is a problem, but why? Like, what's behind that? Is it you're not putting yourself out there? You don't know how to sell? People don't want what you're selling? Like, how can you be more specific about those problems and really show, like, how your work actually solves that problem so that they can make this decision to push by or book a call with you? Yeah, yeah, so good. Because it is funny, we do fall in that trap of, like, we've got to say these things and we've got to sign this way. And and we think that everyone wants to scale and everyone wants to like not be overwhelmed. And, and like you said, when you actually look at it, like I've looked at stuff before when, when people have come and worked with me and I work with people in the online space and when they've come to me and they've given me their sales page for me to look at and I get to the end, I'm not entirely sure what the hell they're doing for me. It just gets a bit like, no, that there's a problem there. Like you need to make it a, a lot clearer for me. And yes. I just want to interrupt my own podcast for a second to let you know that I have put together a in-person event and I would love to invite you to it. So Your Dream Business Live is happening on Friday, September the 9th between 9 and 5 in Birmingham City Centre. So if you're from the UK or even if you want to travel over and fly into Birmingham, it's literally like a two minute walk from the train station and there's like a five minute walk from a from a car park. So it's really accessible. It's a great venue in the centre of Birmingham and basically we're going to get together for the day and we are going to hang out and I'm going to give you the tools and the strategies to help you work on creating your dream business. So I'm really excited for you to be inspired but also for you to take action. So this isn't just an event where speaker after speaker stands. That's not it at all. This event is very much around getting sessions that are designed to get you thinking, dreaming, but also working. So you won't need to worry about taking a day at the business because you'll be, and you know, because you're not going to come back with a long list of stuff to do. You're going to be working on it in the day with me. Now, it's mainly going to be me. There's a couple of little special guests dropping in, but it's going to be a very practical working session. It's going to give you a kind of, it's almost like the best bits out of some of the coaching sessions, out of the VIP event, and you get to connect with the best people. I am very lucky that for whatever reason, I only attract the nicest people, which is just wonderful. And even if you're worried about meeting people, I can assure you that the group that are going to be there are going to be ready to welcome you in with open arms uh, it's going to be very supportive and also you could find your business bestie like i did at this very venue weirdly when i met biz paul and he has been one of my best friends since so like i said it's been held in birmingham in the uk 
And in terms of agenda, it needs to be finalized. I'm tweaking a few things, but basically we're going to be getting clear on your business and what you want from your dream business. Uh, and that's going to be a really powerful mindset activity. Then we're going to be looking at your customer framework and how you become the go-to person. Then we're going to be looking at how you can sell at the price that you want to. So this isn't just a case of going put your prices up because it's not always about that. It's about selling in a way that sits nice with you and feels nice and is in line with your values. And then we're going to have a look at your customer journey and focus on the content strategy and how you take people from one point to another, to another, to another, to ultimately, hopefully becoming a customer. You get all your teas and coffees and snacks and whatever throughout the day. You get a two-course lunch. It goes from nine till five, so you don't need anything else while you're there. And it's going to be awesome. I am so very excited. Also, I've priced this event at a price that is affordable to as many people as possible. So it's priced at £65 for the standard ticket. And if you get the standard ticket, then you get access to the in-person event. You get to come to the event. You get all the drinks and the pastries. You get the lunch. You get afternoon drinks and pastries. And you get a workbook. And you can come to the event for £65. And that is just covering my costs. So the reason I've done it at that is because I want it to be accessible to as many people as possible. This is not about making money. This is about getting amazing people in the room working on their business because I love it. But there is a go all in ticket. So if you want exactly what the standard ticket has, but you also want to add a little bit of special gift bag with some business treats, you know, I'm all about the swag. And if you want to add a 25 minute one to one call with me after the event in order to put your business tactics into action, then get the go all in ticket. And again, the price is amazing. It's £190 for that. And that half an hour call with me is the cheapest you're probably ever going to get it. So those are the prices. If you want to come and check it out, I honestly would adore you to come. I'm so excited about it. And the places are limited just because one, I didn't want it too big for the first one because and I don't even think I'll ever want it that big because I want to literally be able to know you in the room and I can't do it if there's lots and lots of people. So there's only 45 places. So please do sign up if you want to come and join me because I would love you to join me. So head along to TeresaHeathwearing.com forward slash your dream business live there'll be a link in the show notes and if you're checking out my social media there'll be a link somewhere all over there but be quick like i said i don't want you to miss out on this space all right back to the episode what about like i'm interested you to take your opinion on uh this is like honestly this is like therapy for me um, <laughs> excellent so, like you know the people out there and i know a few examples of these people that basically sell people to do the thing that they became successful doing mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. so i know someone who bought a course uh from a very big course person uh looked at it like the course was how to create an online course did the course and then sold a course on how to do an online course mm-hmm Yes, I see that all the time. When they had actually never been successful doing that thing. Like, how do you, like, this is where I struggle. I come from a degree in 16 years experience. There is very little I haven't marketed. I have done all the things in all the places and genuinely feel like I can make a genuine difference when I speak to businesses. Well, I, I had an agency and we did it. Like, and yet there's some people out there who go, oh, I can help you with the online space because they just got in the online space. How do you, how do you put that credibility ac across that? I'm not trying to teach you the business I've got, unless you want that business. I'm trying to teach you from a education point of view. 
Yes, yes. I mean, I think it's about leading with your expertise and being very clear about that. And I know, especially for women, it's really hard for us to be to say things like, I have a PhD in communication and I have 25 years experience and I have created this framework. Like, I have done all of these things that make me infinitely credible to help you. And it is about leading with that credibility. I mean, and not like leading, leading, but it needs to be part of your message. Like we can't shy away from what makes us an expert. Or And I mean, and then there's also the imposter syndrome that maybe you've only been in business for five years, but you've done a lot of work and you're getting good results. You're still an expert, right? And it's just so much easier to be like, well, I'll just tell this rag to riches story, even though it's maybe not really true and I'm embellishing it. But yeah, there is a lot of, you know, like I had a six-figure launch and I'll teach you how to do six-figure launches. I've never done it for anyone else, but (laughs) only myself. So let me now teach you how to do this thing. And these are my steps. And if you don't follow my steps, then I can't really help you because I couldn't troubleshoot because I don't know how to really run other types of launches other than the one I did. So I think as consumers, we have to really be aware of that when people are like, I did this for myself and look at how much money I'm making and look at me on my on my fancy vacation or in Bali because I make so much money. And it's just like, just because you're, I feel like the, your revenue is not the reason why people should work with you. And if that's what you're leading with, then you've got other problems in your business. <laughs> Such a good point. Like you don't work with someone in any other space. You don't go to like a doctor or a like I go to reflexology. I don't go, how much do you make making me doing reflexology? Oh, you you make loads, I'm coming to you. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we ask people's salaries when we go into other places. And yet for some reason in this space, it's almost I always want to use the word garish. And and I, I do and I don't find it garish. I have no problems with that money. So I'm very honest about the size of my membership, how long it's taken me to build it. Like, because it's not huge. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, I, you know, do I want more? Of course I want more. Yes. I'm not willing to sell my soul to the devil. And and my friend and I, or a couple of my business friends, and I often have these conversations where, in fact, one of them just, I literally spoke to someone today about it. And it, they actually said to me, how do these people sleep at night? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And then she said, well, does that mean we have to be like this if we want that success? And I'm really hoping you're going to say, no, we don't have to Michelle. Like, there, you know, is there anybody that you can think of that is doing this really well and not doing the sleazy sales horribleness? Okay, so I think there's a few things we need to tease apart because there are people doing it well. They're probably just not names you know, right? Like I've been in business for 10 years. I am highly profitable. And yeah. like you if and if you're listening today, you probably didn't know I existed before today. <laughs> and, and that is fine. But we equate these people with big audiences as having massive success. And it was interesting. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and th- she's a multi-seven-figure business owner, and she was going through her 2020 numbers. 
And what I realized is she paid half of her revenue to Facebook for ads, and she was only paying herself 8% of what she was taking home. Wow. So I believe we really need to redefine what we think is success. It's not how much like gross revenue your business creates. It's like, how much are you paying yourself? How much of that are you keeping for yourself? Because I feel like there is, I feel like your gross revenue number is just a vanity metric. So when you start focusing on like, all right, Uh, Well, and then the other big lie is that they're someday going to sell their business, which probably is not going to happen. They do not have the business foundations in place. They're pretty much like the face of their brand. They definitely have a multi-million dollar lifestyle business, but I don't see how any, like how some of these businesses actually sell to someone else and then they take it over. Yeah. Not not an online brand where I sell my business based on me and my brain. That is not sellable. Like, you know, let no. me take that in my head somehow. You can't do that. Yeah. Like if you have an app, great. You yeah. can definitely sell that. Yeah. But if you're like creating courses, like that's not actually the big asset you think it is. So yeah, so we definitely have all of these like lifestyle businesses. So why don't we start thinking about our lifestyle first and defining success as like, how much do I want to pay myself so that I can afford the life that I want? And then back into how much your business needs to make. Because what you will find is your business doesn't need to make as much in order to support the lifestyle that you actually want, not the one that's marketed to you. So I I think part of that is it's like redefining what success is. And I know a lot of people that no one would know, like I think about my friend Tara Newman over at the Bold Profit Academy or my co-host Maggie Patterson of Small Business Boss. They run wildly profitable businesses without doing any of this BS. Yeah, that's really good to hear, isn't it? Because I think, like you said, the problem is, you know, you see other people doing it and you think, I've got to do it. Or you find yourself, what I found is I find myself falling into some of the traps of believing that that that's the only way I can do it. So for instance, I have a membership and it has an open and closed cart scenario. Mm -hmm. That is a tactic. That is a, a kind of time sensitive, you've got to join. And I've been constantly thinking about the idea of, I want it just open. Like, if you're ready, I want you. If you're not, you're not. Yeah. Like, I want those kind of, I like, in my heart and in my kind of, like, being, it's this. But then, of course, you, you know, I, and I remember being, and believe me, I've spent some money with some people which I flipping wish I hadn't. Oh, we all have. <laughs> like, and I remember being at some like next level group with someone very big in the online space who really is not that nice now I've seen to discover. And I said that I'd got this membership that was open, but always open and literally got almost physically beat around the head. Like <laughs> as to how stupid could I be? And it has to be closed and you can't have it open all the time. That's not how you'll be successful. So of course, then I changed the model because I was like, okay. And now I'm like looking back again, thinking, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel like that. But then I've got to find a way which I can market it and I can 
like sell it without doing that strategy, which is a well-known strategy. Yeah. I mean, it's really... (sighs) It's very interesting because there's there's the flip side of this. It's like, well, if you don't have the urgency, people will buy. Yeah. Or you might be close. Somebody joins your email list and they really want to join. And it's like, oh, it's not launching for another three months. Yeah. And then when three months comes, they've already found another solution. So they don't buy anyway. So I'm all like, I feel like you could be losing people on either side of that. Yeah. And then it's about like, just how do you... Like if you decide to keep it open, one thing one thing I think is really interesting is tracking how long once you do keep it open, does it take for people to actually join your email list to mm-hmm. buying into the membership? Because I just did like I had a little email temper tantrum the other day. I was like, nobody buys from my list. And my sales coach was like, okay, go back and look at your last like 16 clients. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so I went back and I'm looking and it's like, yeah, three people weren't on my list. But what I found is the like it was like 60% of the people who became my clients bought within three months. Like a majority of those bought within two weeks of joining my email list. And I am selling a $5,000 high touch service. Oh, I like how you just said that. Like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm totally stealing that because I have a $5,000 high touch service, which I'm gonna tell you instead of high ticket item. Mm-hmm. Like is one-to-one working with me. Yes, and me too. That's my good, and it works because I'm good at this stuff. It's so hard to say yep. this loud, isn't it? Like, even though I believe you are excellent at what you do, right? even though I kind of know that, it's really hard to say those words. Um, but yeah, like that's amazing, isn't it? When you actually went back and looked and saw that these people were, and it's a high touch service. Yes. <laughs> It's high touch and high value, and I put a lot of time into it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and it produces a great outcome and a great deliverable. <laughs> so, and it, and it, but like when I realized that, I'm like, oh, and I know people would do other things, like they would read the Three Word Rebellion book or listen, or hear me on Duped or or my Rebel Uprising podcast. So there was ways they were accessing me without being on my list. But like once they joined the list the vast majority of them were really, really, really ready to work with me. And so I think, because I feel like we over-nurture and these internet people teach us to over-nurture. Like, oh, you've got like five pieces of valuable content for one ask. And I'm like, really? Do you need to do that? Like when you say over nurture, explain so my audience know, like, are we talking about emails? Are we talking about how do you see them over nurturing? Oh, I see all of it. So it's sending all of the valuable emails without making an ask. It's posting really helpful things on Instagram without ever telling people how they could work with you. It's doing like webinars and masterclasses with not a very solid ask to them, uh, you know. And so it's like you, you're constantly creating all this like super valuable content, but people don't know how to work with you if they would if they wanted to, or you're doing like an ask like once a quarter. Right. <laughs> and, and I, and, and also I think there's the way we talk to people. I just had a podcast episode on this and it was based on a client I had. She sent me 
an email she got in response to an email she sent to her list. And she's like, why is this person acting like they're my best friend? And I read the email and I'm like, because you're presenting yourself as a friend. Like, be more of the expert that you are and less of the friend. Like, reframing the story you're telling is like, I have a process to work through this and I can teach you this process is way different than like sharing your story and a valuable takeaway from it and being all friend-like. Okay. Okay. So I I need to like dig into this a bit because this is really tricky. Like this is like, I, I like to think I'm very personable. I do tell lots of stories. I talk to my audience quite a lot, like a friend. So how, how is that? How do I balance that? How do I balance the, like, I am actually really a nice approachable person and I am the expert. And maybe that's why people don't buy from me. Maybe I'm being too friend-like. Yeah, I think there is this boundary because we're business owners. Like at the end of the day, it's remembering that you are a business owner. The business is a separate entity of you. And that business, the job of the business is to make money. And so as the CEO of your business or whatever you call yourself, that is also your job. So then it just becomes, and sometimes it's not really about changing the tone, but it's the way you tell the story. So then it show showcases your expertise. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this thing, like for me, I tend to have some, like I tend to develop content around things like conversations I have with my clients, like, oh, like the over-nurturing one, like that's a great one. And <laughs> that, that podcast got a lot of love because people are like, oh crap, I do this. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's like, if you're telling a story, you have to stop and look at it and be like, all right, what's the goal of me telling the story for my business? Yeah. And then why should the audience care, right? Because you have to have those two things at the same time. And it's like, yeah, you can tell a story about how you used your own process to like coach yourself through something that happened, but you should be highlighting the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then how do I like, I'm literally saying, like, how do I do this in my business? But how do we then like do that without feeling like we're selling all the time? So I have this belief, and I've been playing with this, that you can create value and you can sell at the same time. So I tend to write these emails where I give people something very valuable, but then it naturally just leads to a call to action. So I'm working on this one email right now. Um, Let me see if I can pull up the exact question that it is, because I was reading um, Anne Hanley's book, Everyone Writes, and which is a great book. But she had this question that literally shook me. And it asked, if a visitor came to your website without its branding in place, no logo, name, tagline, and so on, would he or she recognize it as yours. Like you didn't have pictures, no branding, just your words. Would people still know it's you? And that question should be a punch in the gut. So then how I'm trying to build out this email is I want people to really think about that because I know their work is unique. No one does it quite the way they do it. And if they're not able to describe that, they're going to be passed over. 
And so I can, you know, I can make them aware of this and how important it is to really have the words describe the value and the uniqueness and the beauty and the results of what you do so that you can stand out, so that you can, like, be asked on podcast interviews, right? So that, you know, like your message is really that unique thumbprint on your industry. So I can build that argument and then very easily say at the end, like, if you're ready to create this message, then go here, apply for a call. We'll have a chat to see if this is right for you. Like, that's all it is. But it's a very juicy email. Yes. Yeah. That gives them, that makes them think. Yeah. And then it just leads so naturally. And I think if we can think of how to do that more with any of the content we create, how can you create something so valuable that still contains a call to action to your work? And it's not like this afterthought, but it is like the natural conclusion. Mm. I mean, that's part of building an argument. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And like that, the comms bit is, is a, that's the key, isn't it? Like I've interviewed, I'm batching interviews. I've talked to a lot of people about a lot of stuff and my head is getting full of stuff, things that I need to change that. I need to do that. But one thing someone said the other day is, you know, it's all about that key message. It's all about like, mm-hmm. makes you different. What makes you good? What's, and sometimes like, so I'm going to give you an example. So one of my <laughs> students has been a member since day one. Open my academy. She joined straight off the bat. Amazing. She Love it. pays the lowest because she's been in the longest. And obviously the prices have increased another tactic, but you know the deal. So she's in there and she gets on a call with me the other day. We have a group coaching call and she gets on the call and she explains that things are a bit difficult at the moment. And I can identify where she's missing some sales and how she might be able to increase those sales. Mm-hmm. And I obviously help on the call, but afterwards I get off the call. I actually end up interviewing someone and use her as an example. Didn't say her name. Or did I say her name? I can't remember. Anyway, saying, you know, what sorts of uh, things should she do in this type of business? Got all this extra information, wrote it all down, jumped on a call with her one-to-one. That's not what she pays for, far from it. Jumped on a call with her one-to-one, then spent like the next hour just looking on my phone at some different designs of things that she could do, sent them to her. And... The next day, one of the other members voice DM'd me. He also was doing Frank's. He works with me and he's like, we need to help so-and-so. Like, that was bad yesterday. What can we do to help her? I said, said, I've already done it. I said, I've done this, done this, done this. And he voice messaged me back and he was like, oh my God, Teresa. He said, you know, there is no one out there that would do that. No. I love you. I am so proud to call you my friend. And I was like, like, she needed help. And I knew I could help her. I'm not saying I don't for every member who gets this. Yeah. He's never done that for me. But like where I need to and where I can, I will go the extra mile. But how do I turn that? And like, so for instance, this same person was at an event with me and she was at the event and she was also a member of two other people's memberships who were there. Mm-hmm. It was me that went to her and was like, come and hang with me because I knew she didn't know many people. And it was like, how do I translate that knowing that no one else would do that? The other membership she's in wouldn't do that. Like not the in-person thing, not the like, actually I've been thinking about you and you could do this. Like, how do I translate that into a communication tool to go, this is why you want to work with me? 
Yeah. I mean, what's really interesting is, I mean, there's that focus on the relationship building and that you're not going to hold something back from someone just because they're not your one-on-one client, (laughs) right? So I feel like that could be a difference point for them. So it's, you know, it's thinking about like, okay, what is, what is it, you, the problem you you help people solve, right? What is that? What's the reason they join? And then adding on to that argument, it's like, you know, most people join whatever your program is called for this, this, and this. But what they don't realize is that I will go the extra mile. Like I can't get your business out of my head. <laughs> and so if I have a thought for you, I will share that. Even if we're not on a call, like I don't forget you after we get off call. So it's really re- showing that, oh, like people join for this reason, but then they get this l- whole other level of service they just weren't expecting. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's it, sometimes it's super hard to do that with and actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna like throw in a, a curveball to myself here in the fact of like sometimes some of those kind of tactics and scenarios are easier to share than be honest about like trying to say, do you know what I really care? And without that sounding am I making sense? Like Yeah. You know, sometimes it feels like you're opening up too much by going, hey, I do this thing and I do that, and I'm ace and I'm this, and we don't want to say those things because we don't want to sell people how brilliant we are. So it's much easier to go, oh, you've got to do it before Tuesday because the doors are closed and the price is going up and you won't get that added bonus. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, and if you think about it, look at how much more argumentation and making an argument we have to do versus like yeah. the price is going up on Tuesday. Yeah. Very easy, like very, very easy. But then thinking strategically about, okay, well, why do members join? And then what what added benefit they get that they might not even know about and you know, and being like, this is a core value of what I do. Like, it's like, how do you build that argument? So people are like, oh, she is, she's delivering this in a different way. It's just not a membership like everything else. So, I mean, it's a little bit of the storytelling, but just it's a whole other level of strategy that you have to think about that takes, it takes more time. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Creating a message that actually turns strangers from the internet into clients that actually gets people's attention and makes them curious. It takes more time to create it. But the beautiful thing is like once you create it, like once you create an email like that, or I create an email like the one I described, I can use that again. (laughs) Like I will use that again. So it, it pays it pays off in the long run to take the time and really think about like, what is my message? How am I gonna get people who don't know me? How am I gonna get their attention? How am I going to speak to them? So they're like, oh, I wanna follow her. I wanna join her email community. And then how do I strategically have conversations that build desire and demand for the work I do? And that is all messaging. And yeah. I feel I feel like messaging is like the like the redheaded stepchild 
of the online industry because people people treat they go, they'll go to all these marketing programs and how to build a course and how to do a webinar and yeah. then they all get stuck in the same place because they don't know what to say on the webinar or in yeah. the Facebook ad or on their website yeah, yeah. and it's like but if you create the message in advance and start putting it out there you get to refine it over time and it just it can take well the great thing is like it can really take on a life of its own and you can become known for something mm. you don't have to be like super internet famous but you can be internet famous among the people you most want to be working with yeah and i think you're so right when you talk about you know there are lots of successful people out there doing this that you may not know the names of um, mm -hmm. And get back down to that, what is it that I want? I know some very successful online business owners who are really stressed, who don't like managing all the team, who yeah. don't do social media. Like, it, you know, and it's like, so why? Why are we doing that? Do you know Rachel Rogers? Uh, yes. Business? Yeah. So Rachel does this really great exercise where, and I really like how Rachel does stuff. She does this great exercise where she gets you to plan out what's your perfect life would like, you know, what are you aiming mm -hmm. for? And exactly what you said, what would it cost you to live the way you want to live? And you are right. I did it. I wrote all the things, like all the travel, all the mm -hmm. help, all the stuff. And when I worked out what I would need per month, it was nowhere near what I thought. I <laughs> and like, and suddenly all these, like, I need a seven figure business. I need this on that. No, I didn't need any of that. No. You know, and, and, and I've seen it before, like you said, I've been part of some big things where they've done their, where they, oh God, what's the word? They, like the, the, the launch debrief. Like, oh yes. They'll give you the launch debrief and you look at how much they spent in ads and yeah, they may have made 10 million, but actually they spent over half of that in Facebook ads. Like, oh yeah. And then, then they've got their team, then they've got calls, then they've got this, then they've got, and it's like, so actually it didn't really look all that. Like it wasn't, you know, it sounds nice on paper, but when you get into it, you're like, so basically you made this much money. Like it's not all, all that we think, is it? I, I know. And it, it, what was shocking to me, it's like, oh, I make almost as much money as someone who has a multi seven figure yeah. business. And yeah. I'm like, I will keep my micro business <laughs> because it's way easier to run and... I, I'm happy doing it and I'm making the money that I want to make. Yeah. And really that's, yeah, I, I feel like the industry is so caught up with this idea of success of having a multi seven yeah. figure business or eight figure business now. Like it's just ridiculous when it's just like, how much money do you actually want to make yeah. for yourself? Yeah. How much do you want to keep for yourself? And what's your happy life to look like? Yeah. Like do you want to work all the hours? Do you want to manage a huge team? Do you want like the stress of whatever, whatever? Or do you want to work like three days a week and earn a reasonable amount of money for three days a week? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think we've been programmed into us that, like you said, if it's not seven figures, if you haven't had a six-figure launch, which I haven't, FYI, uh, yeah. far from it, like if you've not had this kind of launch, you are not successful. And it's like, actually, I love what I do. Like, I don't resent a single member. I don't hate like showing up and helping them I adore it so actually I think I'm really successful like that is a really nice thing to be able to say so mm -hmm. 
So I'm conscious of our time. I've taken so much of yours and it's just been brilliant. Honestly, you're like my new best friend and I'm now going to go and subscribe to everything and follow you on everything so that like I can, when I, when I get in times of darkness of this world is crazy and I don't want to be like this and I'm never going to succeed in this world, I will come to you and they go, oh no, good. There are humans on the internet. Yes. Uh, Yes. You can always come to me. I am here. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, just one final question. Do you see anything changing going forward? Like, do you think it's going to get better or what's your thoughts? I think it will get better. You know, I feel like it's a pendulum, right? Like we have swung so far into this manipulative marketing and coercion that really a lot of online businesses are no better than timeshare salesmen because they're using the same techniques. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, part of my mission with Duped and the mission with the Three Word Rebellion is to swing the pendulum back. Because if you think about... Outside of online business, if you think about how, uh, (laughs) oh my gosh, yeah, if you think about how Nordstrom's, Nike, Apple, anything that isn't a quote-unquote online business, they run, they take so much time and energy into creating their message. Like I did a project for Microsoft back in the day where it was a multi-million dollar message testing for a launch of an established product, but they want, they knew like, we have to get this message right. Otherwise we won't sell as much. And so that's how normal businesses do it. So we just have to like start having these conversations, start making changes, refuse to buy from people who do this crap. There are so many other experts out there. And just because they're the known person doesn't mean you can't find someone else doing something similar who's probably way better at it (laughs) because they're, they're, because they don't have the household name. So just keep like, stop buying from these people. And then I think it started starts forcing the pendulum back to the middle ground. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And I think it has to. I think it, it can't sustain itself, surely to goodness. Like, there are lots of stories on the internet of different online marketers who have done really awful tactics and really awful things. And hopefully that's just going to get more seen or it's going to prevent other people from trying to do the same, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I know like in the United States, the FTC is starting to intervene with like all the income claim marketing. I don't feel like it will impact micro businesses quite yet, but they see it. They see it happening. And they're like, yeah, that's not cool to claim that you can make all this money from business coaching. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. So good. Honestly, Michelle, I've had a blast. It's been so good. And I've said, like my new best friend, woman after my own heart, I felt like there was no one in the online world that felt like this as strongly. So <laughs> I am so grateful to have found you and so grateful that you've got the podcast and talked to my audience. So obviously I'll link up to everything in the show notes, but where do you hang out most? Where would you like people to come say hi? Yeah. So I am over on Instagram at Dr. Michelle Mazer. You can always slide into my DMs and tell me what you took away from the show. I'm also at drmichellemazer.com. And if you're interested in learning more about the Three Word Rebellion, that book is available everywhere you can buy books. But if you just want to taste and really get a good overview of what like what messaging is, what it does for your business, and why you need to focus on it, I do have a 
free chapter of the book over at threewordrebellion.com that you can just download, read, and see if it's right for you. Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much, Michelle. You've been awesome. Thank you for having me. There we go. That was the amazing Michelle. That was so cool. I really enjoyed that conversation. Um, like I said, I'm going to link up to everything in the show notes. Please do and go and share and give us some love. My guests, honestly, they really appreciate when you guys reach out and tag us in posts and all that sort of stuff. And I know it's hard actually, because with a podcast, you're listening to it, you're doing something else. So when you do, it's like extra, extra amazing. So thank you so, so much. I'll leave it there. Have an amazing week. And next week on the podcast, I am talking about how to stay in your own lane, which boy, do we need sometimes. So I will see you then. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.